1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the interview part two with Judge George Grasso. This is so interesting, one of my most, most interesting interviews, because George Grasso has seen it all, and we're really in deep in talk here, because he's got so much more in his, with his life that we have to talk about. So I made this segment segment two. So go ahead, George. We're in the early 90s. Early 90s.
0: Commissioner Braddon is the brand new police commissioner, January 1994. Mayor Giuliani is the new mayor. He ran on the platform. We're going to make New York City safe. We're going to turn things around. We're going to do it fast. Yeah. <laughs> Commissioner Braddon comes in with a guy named Jack Maple. He was known in the PD as a bit of a character yeah, when he walked I, in the door. I grew up with Jack in Ozone Park. When I first met Jack with the bowler cap <laughs> and the tux, I, I thought about the Penguin in the Batman movie, <laughs> and and this was the idea, man. He was going to do everything, and he has all well, of well, these you, ideas. You can't
1: take away from a guy named John Miller. <laughs>
0: yeah. now, no, well, John Miller was a was a, John
1: Miller came in as DCPI. Well, John Miller, I go back when I was up in Harlem right. when he used to show. Up the scene, he had a, a Ford Falcon, there, a Falcon, whatever the hell it's called. He used to show up there with a red light on top. A Ford Falcon? Uh, what the hell? We are the Ford Falcon. My family are the Ford So, Falcon. so, so he used to show Ford up there Falcon. with a red light on there on the Ford with a cigar, and he would go like this. He would go like this. What do you got, Bo? He'd be standing in the blood. I say, got you standing in the yeah. blood, John. Yeah. Get out of the blood pool. And yeah. I don't like John Miller. I love him. Yeah. And he was probably the greatest. Uh, anti-terrorism guy and intelligence division right. this job has ever seen. Right. He's a guy that went from a reporter, he went to an academy in L.A. with Bratton, and then he became, then he ended up, well, we all know about him interviewing that scumbag over there in the cave, uh, Bin Laden. Bin Laden. And then what he went, courage there. And then, 60 minutes. And then he put together this whole intelligence division, which is, yeah. The greatest thing that the yeah. NYPD did it, and we've avoided a lot of terrorist attacks. I hope we keep avoiding them. And then he went on to the FBI, and John Miller's my guy. Yeah. I just hope and pray that we're we're as good as when John Miller was there because yeah. John was the best. But let's go right back. I, so, I just to make I love John Miller too,
0: but I'm talking from personal experience. Go ahead. So in those days, I wasn't working with John Miller. Yeah. But I was working with Jack Maple. Uh-huh. And my initial impression of Jack Maple, to be honest, is yeah. the Inmates have taken over the asylum. (laughs) I mean, we're going to get the subways back by leaning into fare evasion. Really? I mean, I know they had some initial success in transit, but, you know, and then the, the whole squee- yeah, well, then you squeegee catch-
1: man. You were catching you were catching warrants with the fare evasions. You were doing all well, kinds of— Well, now you well that's what ends. So I
0: end up— Guns. —notwithstanding my initial doubt, da- and then Commissioner Braddon making public statements right out of the box. We're going to go house by house. We're going to go block by block. We're going to get this city back. We're going to get homicides down by half— so I got involved, and since the, I was very honored that they asked me to help, I helped prepare these strategies. I, I used my lawyer's mind and my strategy. And, and what were you
1: promoting now in the nineties? I you was a captain at that captain, time. Captain, and when I did you was go a young to young kid but
0: before that, but the point that I want to make is, and I think it's a crucial point, and and we and history is important because we respect history or we repeat history. And you don't want to go back. No, I don't. And those policies at that time had a revolutionary effect. Revolutionary. If we would we, we, the- we down, we would that's why I'm running for district attorney. That's why I left my position as administrative judge of Queen Supreme Court, my term not being up until December 31st of 2024, and jumped into the political arena. Because the price of remaining a judge is I would have to keep my mouth shut about what I knew worked. And what I knew got this city where this city was, and what I participated in proudly being undermined, and then all the trend lines are bad. But what happened then, Bo? In 94, 95, 96, it was revolutionary. We not only got homicides down by over half, under a 1,000, we were on a track that by 2017, with these policies at the foundation, we got murders down in New York by 2017 and 2018, under 300. Wow. 1940s, them. guess what? The Rikers population... In early 2020, was under 4,000, the lowest number on Rikers since 1946. It was just in the New York Times article two days ago. You can look all this up, and this is one of the frauds from the hard left. Mm-hmm. The hard left, which is unfortunately taken over a lot of the so-called mainstream Democratic Party in throughout New York City, they they created this myth that oh, okay, maybe the police department under Commissioner Braddon and then under yeah. Commissioner Kelly when he came wow. back the second time using quality of life they say oh broken windows like mm. it was the worst thing in the world oh, stop well, stopping first the worst thing and, in the and, world and, and 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 maybe they got crime down somewhat you know maybe they don't even give credit where i know it was those policies because i was there i participated it. i saw it happen in real time but what they don't say is working with those policies we got the rikers population down to the lowest numbers since the world war II. Error. Where is the Rikers population now? Over 6,000 and climbing. Why? Because of these insane policies.
1: Things like... But also, hold on, George. You're up to 6,000. But the problem I see... Over 6,000. Yeah, but the problem I see is the cops are being not doing their jobs out there. They're not arresting people. They're backing off. They're not getting involved. There's no preempting of the criminal, and the criminals just continue. So now we got 6,000 in there. How many others are getting away with these policies for the legislation of the Senate and the Assembly of when no bail? They came with some idiotic thing in the state of Illinois. No bail at all. I couldn't,
0: agree with, I couldn't agree with you more. Taking basically half the penal law. Yeah. Drug dealing. B felony drug dealing. The dealers are putting the drugs on the street with fentanyl in
1: them. Yeah, putting it in the car. My point is six thousand, but there's another least six thousand that should be in jail for committing the crimes that they're not getting arrested for. George, but, but here's the thing: it doesn't. Here's the tragedy. Good. It doesn't
0: have to be that way. The reason the cops aren't doing their job is they're not empowered. Look at what's going on with the retail theft, the shoplifting. Yeah, they're putting lots it, It's like a police officer makes an arrest. I was talking to a young cop in Flushing where it's totally off the hook. Yeah. I said, you know, he was in front of a mall that's getting totally hammered. I said, what are you doing? So we make our arrest. They're out before the shift ends. Got it. Before the shift ends.
1: The, important factor, George. Because I'm, I'm very close with our mayor. I supported him when he was state senator. I think I raised his first 100000 when he was a state senator in my office. Point is, I've been advocating to Phil Banks, to him, the uh, trigger lock law as far as prosecuting, because we're not getting any prosecutions with guns in our state. Our DA's ain't prosecuted. My thing was, I don't want to go back. So uh, Eric had asked me many times, Bo, do you want to come back in as something? No. You know what I want to be? Come back as, as an advisor. I said, hey, you have a New York City Crime Commission. Make it. Make me the chairman. Give me the pop uh, policy where I could go to U.S. Attorney for the Eastern and the Southern District, I've gone to the FBI guys. I've gone to the DATF guys. And you know what I get back? They don't want to prosecute gun charges. Because you know where it goes up? It goes right up to the scumbag garland. They don't want to prosecute gun cases. Because right now, you get caught with a gun outside... You're being released right away. But if we prosecute them under the current federal law, you get 10 to 15 years if you're a convicted felon. You don't think that would be a good policy? Let it be known out there. You carry a gun and you're a convicted felon. You're going away to 10 to 15 years. You know what I get back? We don't have the manpower. That's bullshit. As mm. far as I'm concerned, if we start taking these punks off the street with loaded guns, the, the murders will go down. The shootings will go down. Who are the victims? The minority communities. You believe in that? We can't get prosecution with the state. What do you do? This could be our our, our mayor could be the catalyst across this country. 21,000 murders last year in 2020, uh, 22, 21,000 with small guns. The uh, 700 of these uh, with the uh, AR-15s, right. every day people are being shot with the the, the small fire handguns and right. the majority of them, 90% are young blacks that are getting killed time. by other blacks my point is if we don't stop this bleeding of guns on our street murders and people being shot are going to continue then they come up with these moronic laws if you're 16 17 18 we're not prosecuting you as as a felony if you got a gun if you shoot somebody oh he had a bad upgrade i'm saying if we don't crack down on a george and if i became the mayor i'll say right to your face I would have had you as the fucking police commissioner. It's nice of you to say that. And I mean that. I mean that because what you've just talked to me about, and I'm sorry for cursing, but what we just talked about right now Mm -hmm. is so sensitive to me Mm -hmm. that you understand every aspect about crime and what goes on out there. And you were down there with me. I was down there in 9-11. We'll talk about that a little bit. And we're going to, you know, we only have a limitation. I could talk to you for days here. (laughs) My point is that, Part of the thing is what you know and what you've just told me just makes me feel so cleanly. But will that message to these people who are moronic with this progressive left crap ever want to listen to what you got
0: to say? Well, that's why I'm here with you. And that's why I walked away what I had. And I want to make this fundamental point. Everything you're saying about the guns, absolutely lean in as heavily and as hardcore as we can. But here's the tragedy. And, and I keep going back to Commissioner Braddon. And Jack, you know, we we can never forget Jack Maples' memory because he was so integral in that. They came up with a formula and a framework in New York that not only worked in New York throughout the country, that showed by leaning into the relatively smaller things, we can get the shootings down. We can get the robberies down. We can get the subways back. And not only can we create unparalleled levels of public safety, we can also get the, right, the jail and the state population down to, like, World War II levels. So then what do the geniuses in Albany do with that? They come up with this so-called bail reform, unqualified
1: offenses, felony, felony drug drugs. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But the other side of it, what is it, $5.8 billion dollar budget, the NYPD? What is it about?
0: Yeah. Uh, around there, hold on. Yeah. Then
1: they want to take a billion dollars yeah. out of the budget. We're down to almost 30,000 cops for 40,000. Right. And they keep wanting less and less. And they, uh, right. The effectiveness of the police, I would say, is down probably thirty percent right. of the effectiveness. But let
0: me let me just finish my position on the Go law ahead. because I think it's very important. Severe, and I'm speaking not only as with thirty years cop to first deputy police commissioner experience, mm-hmm. but almost thirteen years experience as a judge from an Raymond Court Judge in Brooklyn to the supervising judge in the Bronx, criminal, to the administrative judge in Queen Supreme over a course of almost 13 years. So I think I've got kind of a a unique skill set to make these points. But we've got to make these points. What was done in Albany by the New York State Legislature in 2019, initially signed by Andrew Cuomo with the so-called bail and discovery reform, did structural structural damage to our system of public safety. And you know, when I started calling this out publicly, even though I was still a judge, February of 2020, I called it out publicly then at the forum in York college and it's published. And I said, you cannot do this. You can't take the thefts. You can't take the drug dealing. You can't take the fair evasions. You can't take the mandatory DATs. No bail, no jail. Doesn't matter what if you come to court, if you don't come to court. If you have warrants, doesn't, you can't do that and not give judges the ability to, to make a decision based on dangerousness to hold people. And I predicted then, in February of 2020, when we were still at records of public safety, that unless Albany reconvened, and spoke to judges like me, people who understood the system and took criminal justice reform seriously, we would see severe problems with public safety. And it's gone even beyond what I predicted. So we we can have, see, this is is a, a central point to why I'm running for district attorney and why I'm happy to have opportunities like to be with you and speak publicly and not being in the straitjacket. I'm a judge, I have to be careful. I can't say this, I can't say that, or I'll be considered to be in politics. So I walked away. That's how strongly I feel, I feel about this. It's a false premise to say it's a, that it's a, we have to make a choice between public safety and, and mass incarceration. That is a lie. It is a lie, Bo. Mm. We've proved already. That we can have record levels of public safety, record low levels of incarcerations in jails and in How do you the state. get
1: this message out with all the liberal people. I just got to keep
0: punching. I got to go everywhere I can, every forum I can. That's why the Democratic Party, I am a, I am actually a 40-year-plus registered Democrat.
1: You're, you're running now as an independent. Now
0: right? I'm running. I, first, I ran in the Democratic why primary. Why not the
1: Republicans throw you on the line?
0: Well, let's see what happens. I don't know. That's up to the you Republicans. You know what? used to have
1: a guy named Joe Adabo in Queens. I know Joe. He used to run under. Well, I know his I, son. I ran for yeah. United States Congress, six right. congressional. He used to run conservative, Republican, liberal, and Democrat, all across the board. It was only one name. My point is, you know who my very dear friend is, and I still talk to him? He's 94. Judge. Judge. Edwin Torres. Sure, I know Judge. Tom. One of the greatest Johnny Grosso. One of the greatest judges of all times yes, in this city. Yes. They call him the hanging judge. Give him my regards. And I will. And you want to know something? We should get together when he's still a little bit, you know, he's starting to lose a little bit, a little bit. But I'm gonna tell you something. We're gonna to have to wind it down. But listen, okay. how can people support you in your run for DA? Right now. I am supporting you and whatever you. I got to do financially, I'm going to do, but I need people to hear this message and I hope we get this out there. But how can people support you, George? My website is grasso4queens.com. G-R-A-S-S-O.
0: They can use the number four or they can put F-O-R for Queens, Q-U-E-E-N-S, no spaces.com .com. That, when they go on my website, they will not only be able to contribute directly if they want to, they'll be able to see my platform. I have a comprehensive platform, mm-hmm. right? I I laid it out uh, where where how we can bring back quality of life policing throughout Queens. My motto of my campaign is NYC's Recovery Starts in Queens. One of my major support, I'm supported by both Commissioner Braddon, Commissioner Kelly has been Bo supportive. And, and, cop. and
1: Bo Tito, one tough cop. You got cop. my endorsement. <laughs> yes. And that's it. Now, here's the other side. You know, we got a guy named Ed Cox. He's the mm-hmm. head of the Republican New York State mm-hmm. Party. I'm not that far. I I, I don't like what he did, I don't prior. Know him. He, did, he destroyed the Republican. He ran a terrible guy. He's now the chairman of New York State. I would love for you to sit down with him, and I'd love you to get the Republican and the conservative line. Let people understand, and then run as the independent. Get some more lines. Why can't you? I've got you? the public safety line. In no, but end. what about the Republican well, let's find
0: line? Out. If they're interested in supporting me, I'd be glad to speak to them. No, I might. My, 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 my And I've said from the beginning, my, my idea about public safety is it's not ideological. You know Everybody, it, it's what works and what's works and what's fair. It's not, it's, uh, there isn't the secret Democrat handshake for public safety. There's not a Democrat way to do public safety. There's not a Republican way. To, there's What we need to do is, is look at what works, be fair. And, and again, I want to emphasize, I am actually, and this might surprise you, I'm not only for Low crime to the extent it is possible. I'm for decarceration to the extent it's possible. And it's consistent with public safety. And those who say it can't be done, either either they're
1: ignorant or they're lying. Because we've done it. I want to just give you a little example from history so it doesn't reoccur. When I ran for mayor in 2017, Ken Langone, Home Depot... Uh, the owner of the Mets, Steve Cohen. Oh, you got to run as a rep- uh, Democrat. So I changed my party line. I sw- I-, I checked Democrat and Independent because I always wanted to have another line. Although this has been done many times, they threw me off the list. I should have never left my Republican Party, and then I should have ran. And then what happens is I sued the Board of Elections. And who you think was in Supreme Court? Big Bird de Blasio, that scumbag. His general counsel with two lawyers and the judge would not allow me to even have a hearing. Appellate court, court of appeals... All courts, he had his guy in there. He was afraid of one guy, me. He wasn't afraid of malattacters. He was afraid of me. I should have just ran as the Republican that I was. And then after winning the Republican thing, go see Donald Duck in Washington and say, you want to take this scumbag out? Get me some millions of dollars. And you know what we'll do? We'll blanket the airwaves. having me walk in East Harlem, Bever Stuyvesant, East New York, with people that I protected, the minority community. I was a servant to the minority community my whole time on the job. I picked up my last case was ten dead, eight children under the age of twelve. And you know wanna know something? I think it would have resonated and blanket because money is what wins. Well, and if you don't have the money, George, you can wipe your well, ass. at
0: the risk at the risk of sounding uh, uh, naive. I'm going to just tell you straight up, I ran as a Democrat because I am a Democrat. I, I'm a 40-year-plus registered Democrat. But I'm also someone who is not an ideologue. I've never been an ideologue. I've always voted in well, local, you, local would elections for Do you have, you have, a, the you have people. a problem of getting the Republican no, nomination? No, I don't have a problem if they want to cross endor- if they want to cross Why not? But from the beginning, from the beginning— even though I am a Democrat, I recognize that I'm taking on an incumbent district attorney, Melinda Katz. I'm taking on the Democrat Party apparatus by definition, because what I think they did, the Democrats in this state, is that they created structural damage legally to our system of public safety. So that's why I put the time and the resources right from the beginning to create my own public safety line. And by the way, this is important. I got just about 10,000 registered Democrats. Did I win the primary? No. Did I get a very substantial number of registered Democrats? I think 10,000 is pretty substantial in a very low turnout race. So now I've got the public safety line where now Republicans and independents, as well as Democrats who've already voted for me, and and the turnout was abysmal. It was less than 8%. So if the Republican Party decided that they wanted to talk to me about cross endorsement i would be very happy to talk to them about it but george grasso at the end of the day is george grasso and the only reason i'm running on these policies is i believe to the core of my being is that they work and i do believe the city today is much much less safe of course than it was over over several decades ago but the but the but the city the city is is, is uh, here's what i mean the, the city is less safe today than it was several years ago it's much more safe than it was Decades ago when I first became a cop and you were on the job. But the trend lines are terrible. They're they saying, you know, oh, crime is going down. Here's the ComStat data. Perception. But but here's the ComStat data on crime. Over the past two years, the seven majors, when, when we talk about seven majors, we're talking about murder, robbery, rape, felony assault grand larceny, grand larceny auto, burglary. Those seven majors, when you put them all in the bucket in New York City over the past two years, they're up about 40%. In Queens, even worse. Patrol Borough, Queens North, up over 60%. That's what I mean about bad trend lines. And the bad trend lines are done by what's done by the State Democratic Party. So just because I'm a registered Democrat, I think we need, we we can't just be playing the party politics game. I'm a registered Democrat, but I'm not afraid to call them out. And I'm also proud to get re- re- support from Republicans, conservatives, right. independents, anybody George, who can vote.
1: George, I'm here to try and do the right George. thing, Bo. You are one of the most interesting guests I've ever had on because you really know what the hell you're talking about. You got Bo Diddle, One Tough Cop, support you. you. I want to try to get the Republican Party to interview you. And you tell them, you know what it's all about? It's not a Republican or a Democrat. It's you, George, that knows the facts about what's going on in the street. And again, people, all I can say is, let's try to pull this off. If we pull this off in Queens County, making George the district attorney and let it be seen what he's going to do and what he's going to try to do. But won't the legislature have some sort of a comeback on you, George?
0: Assuming if I get elected, I will be, you know, I, one of my, we're talking about my Democrat of my, the, one of the presidents that I have the most admiration for is Harry Truman and Harry Truman's nickname was give him hell, Harry. And I read bios on Harry. That's how I know about President Truman. So he was asked once. He said, you know, President Truman, they call him, they call you, your nickname is Give Him Hell, Harry. What do you think? Is that, you know, what do you think of that? So he said, well, I don't know about, you know, I don't know about that nickname, but all I do is tell the truth and they think they're in hell. (laughs) So that's Grasso. All right. I'll
1: tell the truth. do They think they're in hell. We're winding up. (laughs) All I know, Judge, Judge Grasso, please, anybody and everybody out there. Let's support him. I'm going full, full-fledged in. Let's get to the Republican Party. Let them know that we have someone that will appeal to everyone. Republicans, Democrats, Independents. I tell you, liberals even. Even liberals. Li- li- liberals get robbed, too. Absolutely. George, it's been a real honor <laughs> Thanks, having bro. you on the show. It's going to be a two-parter. It's George Grasso, Judge George Grasso, part one and part two. It's really an honor, George, to have you on the show. Thank you so great much. Great time. Joe. Thanks, Moe.